Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Good morning, girls. How are you this morning? This morning, if you're here in Australia, it might be nighttime if you're somebody else in the world. How are you? I can't see your faces, but I can see all your names popping through and it is pretty fun. My name is Annie, and I'm one of the sisterhood um, one of the sisterhood girls, just like you, one of the pastors at our church. And this morning, Bobby has graciously entrusted the morning to me. Ah, but I can do it. We can do it together. And she sends her love, and she is thinking of you all. And you might even see her on the chat this morning. I think I just saw her. So, you guys, it is Christmas at my house. Can you see my tree? Do you know that we are only 43 days away from Christmas? Does this make you excited or does this make you panic? I'm looking to see how you're applying. Christmas trees, people have their trees up. It's like mixed emotions for me, but I try to put my tree up. I was ready in October to put it up. And then one of my friends was like, you actually, you need to calm down. You don't need to put your tree up in October. So I waited until November and here it is. I haven't completely decorated it, but it's up and I'm getting excited for Christmas and I'm not doing the Christmas carols yet because like eight weeks is just too much. We'll all be like sick of it by the time we get there. Who has a tree up? Tell me in the chat who's got their tree up. No presents yet. Chris Jury, me either. Oh, panic. No, don't panic. We're going to have a great Christmas. Um, one of my friends sent me a photo with her presents for her kids literally wrapped already in a package, all in a box, ready for her to put away in storage. Are any of you doing this? I was like, what is going on? I can't, I haven't even thought of one thing to buy. And every year I decide I'm gonna be that mom that's like totally organized, all my presents are wrapped, I'm ready to go. And then every year the week before Christmas, I'm like, I don't have enough presents. I need more, what am I doing? How are you going? This, has anybody else bought presents? Nicola Douglas, no way. Okay, you're making me feel better. <laughs> that is not that is not this friend. Okay, you're making me feel normal. I felt like I was good just to have my tree up and my stockings up. I felt like I was doing pretty good. No one else has got presents yet. Okay, she was just like an overachiever. It's all good. It's all good. Well, we're just going to chat for a little bit as the rest of the girls jump on. Does anybody have a highlight from the week? Anyone done something fun this week? I, girls, I got my hair done. And guess what? I hadn't had my hair done in eight months, which is a long time because my hairdresser is American and I just couldn't come to terms with the fact that like she's not going to be able to do my hair. So I had been plucking the gray hairs out of my head with tweezers, which is not, I wouldn't suggest it because now that I finally got my hair done, tomorrow I'm just going to have gray hairs growing straight up out of my head because I was plucking them. So don't do what I do. But anyways, I feel a little bit more like a normal person because I got my hair done and it just made me feel that little bit better. Anyone do anything fun this week? Oh, you got, you girls are so nice. What an encouraging chat. Hi noodle. Yeah, I have saved a lot of money by having terrible hair. This is, this is a silver lining. This is true. Thank you for that. 
Yeah, everyone, we just gotta pluck the gray sometimes, don't we? I know, I know, they all come back. This is really important stuff, guys. This is life-changing information, plucking our gray hairs. Um, well, if you just jumped on, a big welcome to Sisterhood. This is how we do Sisterhood in the season. We still gather every single week at 10 o'clock and we just gather around the word and encourage one another. And it's good. It's even just fun to see all your friends on the chat and still be together. So that's what it looks like in this season. Last week, if you weren't with us, um, you can actually go back and watch, which is pretty cool too, because I know a lot of girls are working or are juggling kids during the day. But um, Beck Wood and Kylie DeMora and Mel did last week, and they shared around confidence. And it was it was actually so good. And there was a whole little session on awkward moments, which I went back and watched it last night. So I really got to see the chat and like see what was going on. You girls have had some awkward moments in your lives. Everybody was putting in their moments. One of my favorites was something like they went to introduce themselves to Pastor Brian and then they got nervous and just said, my name is Brian. <laughs> I was like, That's amazing. And so many of you accidentally asked people who were not pregnant if they were pregnant. That is like the scariest thing to me. Even if someone is so clear, I've probably offended people for not congratulating them because I've been so scared, even if they were clearly pregnant, to congratulate them. So anyways, you, you are brave girls. Here's to many, last night I had an awkward moment. I'm, I'm eating dinner with my family outside and I said to my husband, oh, I'm doing the Insta Live tomorrow. Um, I said, I haven't, I haven't done like the friend request thing where you accept someone. And I was like, do you know how to do it? And before I know it, I am sitting in my backyard in a dirty singlet. That's probably too tight because COVID. I'm eating a hamburger and Brent just decides we're doing an Insta Live as a family at the dinner table. Instead of just telling me what to do, he starts an Insta Live with all these random people. I'm not prepared. My cousin who I haven't talked to in like five years is on and he's like, talk to your cousin. You haven't seen it forever. And I literally just died in that moment. And as soon as he turned the camera away, I sort of crawled under the table and crawled away while he did an Insta Live for the next like 30 minutes and had a great time. I've actually requested that he not be here this morning because I didn't want to be another sisterhood blooper, which if, if he was home, the chances, the chances of that happening would go way up. But look, if I, if I give you a blooper this morning, it just makes it more fun, doesn't it? Um, anyways, anyways, I do actually have something on my heart this morning and something I want to share with you, not just all the kind of nonsense and silly stuff, but sometimes you just got to talk about it, right? Um, I've got something on my heart I want to share with you and I, it's really simple, but I'm hoping that it's going to be helpful and actually practical and that you would leave this morning with a few little things that you could apply to your life. So I'm going to share for a little bit. And then this is so fun. We are going to call Krishan J. Ratnam. He is going to join us. I know many of you know and love him, but it's pretty fun to get a guy in the mix, isn't it? And just get a guy's voice and a guy's thoughts. And he's amazing. So we'll talk a little bit more about him and he's going to join us later. But, um, Look, it's been a year of the unexpected, hasn't it, 2020? We've said this many times. That's like the understatement of the year, that it's been unexpected. But there's been, you know, it's been a really big year. There's been a lot of challenges. Um, I'm sure there's been a lot of heartache for people. Also, a lot of silver linings. God's been doing awesome stuff. But it's definitely been a year like no other, like that we haven't experienced. And here we find ourselves in December, which we have just, I don't even know how we got here. But, you know, I feel really determined to not just sort of try to survive the last few months of the year and just survive until next year and kind of like crawl to the finish line dying. <laughs> 
but I actually want to make the most of it and I want to be really intentional with what's in my hand and just with stewarding my own life because I believe that we don't actually have to finish like that but God has good things in store for us and even um obviously the last few weeks in in the world um it's been a, a big few weeks and to be honest I have found myself probably way too much on my phone too much on social media um yeah, too much watching TV, too much like glued to the election and just kind of taking in too much in my life. That's not great for me because there is just a lot of noise at the moment, isn't there? There's a lot of noise and um, with people and opinions and the news and COVID and social media, all of that stuff. Um, sometimes it gets too much and there's just too much noise in our lives. And God has really been speaking to me about just turning down that noise and how to dial it down and how to intentionally turn up the right things in my life. Because the thing is, we get to decide what we are going to listen to. We get to decide what we're going to engage with and what we can actually just turn off in our lives and what isn't the, isn't the best for us. So we can use wisdom and not just open ourselves up to everything in the atmosphere just because it's there, because not all of it is good for us. So over the last few weeks, I have just really started trying to make um, practical decisions in my life because... Who knows, there's like no magic button. I wish there was, but it always comes down to our habits and our choices and, and our decisions. Um, and I've just been trying to turn down the wrong stuff and turn up the right things and really watch my input and my output. Because the thing is, everything that we put in, it eventually comes out in some way. Maybe it's in our thoughts, our the way that we feel, our conversations, our attitude, whatever is going in is going out at some point in some way. So we actually have to watch it. And this is the verse that I've been meditating on over this the last few weeks and especially this week and just really kind of trying to hone in on and let God speak to me. So let me read it to you. Who loves the Bible? Is there a Bible emoji? We need a Bible emoji that we can put the Bible emoji in the chat. Okay, this is in the Passion Translation, which I really love. So Philippians 4, 8, let me read this over you today. It says, so keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Isn't that beautiful? Fasten your thoughts on God. I love that. And um, I've been just trying to make sure I am meditating on the right things, paying attention to what I'm filling my mind and my heart with, because we get to choose at the end of the day and we want to choose the best way, don't we? So I just want to share with you a couple of things that I've been intentionally turning up in my life and hopefully that's helpful for you and you can even do the same so the first one is um is devotion the area of devotion in my life i have um had the honor of being on staff at our church with our creative department for i think 14 years now and so pre-covid much of like my normal week was you know um thinking about church, planning church meetings and strategizing about the weekend. I would be in staff meeting at our sisterhood when we gathered team night all day on Sunday. So I spent a lot of time in church. 
which I count that an honor and I can't wait for the day that that is my normal again, that I get to be, you know, in gathered, that we're going to be gathered together in church. But a lot of my time was spent in church or thinking about church or planning church. And all of those things are really good and experiencing church and they can all add to and help grow my relationship with God. But they can also create this illusion of closeness and of being with God that is not actually there. I can always be hearing about God or talking about God or doing things for God, right? And feel like that um, equates to me being with God. But me spending my own personal time with God, that devotion in my own life is a different thing altogether. And don't get me wrong, like church is a priority. I position myself every Sunday. We're doing church online at the moment. It's not an afterthought. It's like Sunday is church day. I'm like, I'm engaged. I'm ready. It's really important. I'm not saying that those things aren't valuable, but nothing compares to me and God. Me by myself. I'm already feeling teary. Ah, me by myself in his presence, spending time with him, getting in the word. That is like mine and his. I can't believe I'm already crying. It's either the Holy Spirit or it's like, I'm getting my period. <laughs> either way, let's just say it's the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus. Anyways, so in this season, I've been on this kind of exploration and pursuit of like, what is what does my relationship with Jesus really look like? What what is it? Where where are he and I? When do I make space for him? How do I listen for him? When do I spend time with him? And what is he saying? And I've had to be really intentional about carving out new spaces and making room for him in my life in a new way. So, for me, I started doing a new devotional. Now, I have never been great at that stuff. Like I've never been great. I'm the person that starts a book, it changes my life, and then I forget I ever was reading it. And I've already told a million people all about it. Like I'm not the best of that stuff. I'm first to admit it. Um, and this is pretty structured and it's a devotional, but I have been absolutely loving it. I'll just tell you what it is because it's here. It's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality Day by Day. I don't know. You might, you'll probably see that backwards. Anyways, I just started doing something new. And the whole idea of this this time is to help me pay attention to God throughout my entire day and to intentionally stop and just be with him and learn how to practice his presence in my life. So my routine has been, I get up, I do my morning, I exercise, hopefully I grab my coffee, I go outside and I just sit and I actually just sit in his presence and I'm quiet and like there's this moment of stillness. Then I read the word, I read scripture, there's um, like a devotional to do. And then a question to consider and think about, and then time in prayer, and then and then stillness again. And the thing is, I realize that so often in my life, I do my quiet times, and I go to God, and I tell Him all the things, and I all the things I need Him to do, and what's going on, and this, 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 and this. And I often don't just stop and listen and wait for him to talk to me. And so you, I have been trying to learn how to really practice the presence of God and grow my listening to God muscles. And it has been actually one of the most incredible seasons in my, um, things in my life in this whole season is that I felt like this area of my life has really come alive. I always was used to hearing from God in worship. That was kind of my place and used to hearing from him on the front row of church or in a conference and our environments are different now. So I had to figure out like, how am I hearing from God and how am I making sure that I hear from him? Um, and so you might be listening to this and being like, that sounds terrible. That is not my thing. And that is actually totally fine. 
but the whole point is that being with Jesus can be more than just a quick thing, but it, and like an add-on in our day, it can be the main thing. Um, and so if you haven't read your Bible in ages, I just want to say no condemnation. Sometimes I think we beat ourselves up a bit about what our devotional life has to look like. I don't believe there's one particular way or amount of time that equals devotion. I think it's between you and God. And I think we can keep it as simple as every day, just taking steps toward him, making sure that we are taking steps towards him. So the word tells us that when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. It's actually a promise. So I just want to encourage you with that simple thought. Um, think about what could drawing near to God look like for you this week. Maybe it's just putting down your phone more and actually picking up your Bible and getting in the word. Maybe it's just being still in his presence. Um, uh, maybe it's doing a Bible study with girls or it's, it's just presencing worship in your home. Whatever it is, I just want to encourage you with that. Turn, let's turn up the devotion in your life because I promise you, you will not regret it. Those would be precious, precious times in your life. Okay, how are we going, girls? Are you still good? Okay, um, the second one, the second thing I want to talk about turning up is gratitude. We can actually turn up gratitude in our lives. And, you know, it has been a crazy year, but I am confident that even in the most difficult of times, there is always something to thank God for. There's always something to be thankful for. Um, the lovely Ann Voskamp, who we love and who was with us at Color, she says this. She says, perspective adopts gratitude and gratitude parents joy. And gratitude is something that we can and we should cultivate in our lives. It's not just being thankful or um, good manners or a good habit, you know, being a thankful person. It's actually hugely powerful. And there's even now, like not just in the church, but there's so many studies um, that universities and psychologists have done that they're studying the feeling of gratitude and the beneficial effects it has on both um, our physical and psychological well-being. So now it's like it's more than a church thing. It's actually in the mental health field and it's, it's hugely powerful in our lives when we tap into that. And when we started um, COVID and we all found ourselves homeschooling, and I feel like when it was at its worst and my household was going a little bit crazy, um, I started doing a gratitude jar. I don't even really know where I, I think I copied it from someone. It was not my idea, but um, I started a gratitude jar. And so every day when we woke up, we would all get a piece of paper and we would think about one thing we were, thank we were thankful for and we would put it in the jar. And the idea was before the day even started, no matter what was ahead of us, what we knew we had to accomplish, our starting point was going to be Thanksgiving. And the cool thing was when you were having an especially hard day and you couldn't think of what you were thankful for, you could open it up and you could read all the things and remind yourselves again what we are grateful for because gratitude, it changes our perspective and it's something that we can turn up in our lives. So maybe you are listening today and you it's just been a terrible week and it's been a really hard week and you can't see a lot to be thankful for. Maybe it is as simple as thanking God for another day, thanking God for new mercies, thanking God that you have breath in your lungs and thanking God that he is still with you and he's still God and he's not going to leave you. So it doesn't depend on our circumstances. We can always choose gratitude and it will actually help pull us out of circumstances when they're hard. So maybe it's as simple for you as starting like a gratitude journal 
just writing it out. Maybe it's just thinking about what you're thankful for and, and speaking it out in your life. But I just want to encourage you just to turn it up in the season. Turn up gratitude. It will help you. Okay, next one. Oh, other people have gratitude jars. Yeah, I definitely copied it from someone. Um, and I actually got it out and I read all the things the other week and it was beautiful. My kids were like thanking God for the cutest things. And they were really <laughs> scraping some days <laughs> what they were thanking God for. Um, okay, the next one is the third thing that we can turn up in our life is creativity. Turn up the creativity. When is the last time you learned to do something new? Besides when we all became homeschool teachers, even though we should 100% all get trophies, but that wasn't really something that we did by choice. And some of you may still be homeschooling, so good for you. But when is the last time um, you tried something new? I know so many people who in this season have done the most incredible things and started businesses. Um, Rachel Tumalotti, has, who was with us a few weeks ago when we um, had the breast cancer morning and she was leading us on worship, she started a baking business. How cool is that? Um, Carla Keating wrote a children's book. Emily Pappas has just done this. She's created this, these beautiful, beautiful greeting cards. Lawrence Hoggs, I saw you have been painting. You are, she's very creative, isn't she? But she's even been like, I saw um, the other night that you were out, that you were painting. And I was like, this is the coolest. Now, I know some of you are thinking this. Oh, but those are all the creative people. That's just what they do anyways. But you are creative. We are all creative. We were all created by a creator in his image, right? And we can all be creative and it can look totally different. So who knows the lovely River Bennett? We love River. She's one of our girls. She she is just lives and breathes creativity. She's a businesswoman. She's a photographer. She's got her hand involved in so many incredible things. But because I thought some of you might be like, well, I'm not creative. I asked River and I said, can you encourage us, encourage people on how to turn up the creativity? And this is what she said to you. Okay. River said, many people think creativity is just for the arty types, which is not true. Creativity exists within admin and business structures and even in family relationships and home life. You can always find a layer of life that needs a new spark to it. Find the things that inspire you within that layer and stick close to them. Wrestle them and learn about them. Grow your views and let them energize you. The best way to enlarge your creativity is talking with people you don't usually talk to. Listen to them and ask questions about what they are passionate about. You will always learn a new thing when you allow others into your world. Isn't that cool? So we all qualify. Like we, we, we can all be creative and it actually just breathes fresh life. Um, and so maybe that is you today and you have had something on your heart that you've always dreamed of doing and you've, and it's a God idea and you've just never done it. Just do it. Just have a go and see where it takes you. Maybe it's as simple as thinking about how to make Christmas just really special this year and bringing in new traditions or trying new things. Maybe it's with parenting because who knows, we always have to like be creative in how we're trying to do things or with cooking or housework, like the things that you just have to get done. I like hate cooking, okay? I hate it. I've never hated it so much. I need to just get creative and like get out of that mindset because I'm going to do it for the rest of my life probably until my kids can cook for me. But I need to just change it up and get creative and introduce something new. Maybe it's hosting a dinner party for friends. It can literally be anything and it can look like anything, but let's change it up 
and get out of the predictable and just inject some creativity in our lives and let things breathe. Are you in? You love cooking. I wish I loved cooking. Why? I don't love it. I think I did before I had picky kids that didn't want to eat everything that I made. Anyways, doesn't matter. Okay. The next one, this is the last one. And then we are going to give Krishan a call in a little bit. You can all just start praying for me now that I can do it. I know it's easy. Okay. So the next thing I want to encourage you to do, it's really simple, but let's just turn up our health and I'm talking physical and mental. Let's turn it up. Um, I know we've spent a lot of time at Sisterhood um, talking about mental health and we, we actually have covered a lot and that's really, really important. And so I don't need to cover what's already been covered, but let's just not forget to put those things in place that are good for us, that, that refresh our soul. If it's as simple as going outside and going for a walk, getting away from screens and doing something different, riding your bikes with your kids. I've been, my kids always want me to ride bikes. I never am excited to do it, but once I get going, I'm like, this is fun. I can do this. Start exercising. <laughs> so I'm in an exercise chat and it's a few girls and we're all been doing this program. And the idea is as soon as you do your workout, you're supposed to send it, send a photo, um, to each other and kind of be like, look, I did it. It's our little accountability. There are some bad photos. We are very trusting friends because these girls have like the most disgusting photos you've ever seen in me in my life, just dripping sweat. But look, that's what friends are for, right? So look, it, we've just made something fun. We all want to get fit. We all want to exercise. And so we're doing it together. Some weeks we nail it. Some weeks we don't nail it. Some weeks because we're getting old, our knees and our backs hurt too much for us to do anything. But we're having a go, we're keeping it fun, we're doing it together, and yeah, we can do it together. So maybe you could do that. Maybe going on a bushwalk. I've been going on a lot of bushwalks with my family, which has been really fun. Starting a veggie patch or gardening, it's not my thing. I kill everything, but um, it might be your thing. I saw someone put in the chat before that they had done that. Um, even just getting outside and sitting in the sun and clearing your head reading books. It's not about what you do, but it's just about making sure that um, you are taking time to put in what you need to in your own life, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's just the things that strengthen you, refresh you and rebuild you, make sure that you are doing them because they actually matter. If you're a young mom, I actually felt, I thought of you young moms this morning. Um, I remember what it was like to just sometimes getting in the car and going somewhere just felt overwhelming. But when you can leave your housework, leave the mess, it's going to be there for a long time in your life. And sometimes you just need to get in the car, put your babies in the car, go to a friend's house and just sit, let them play and be together. And can I encourage you, if there are some bleary eyed moms on here today, you're going to sleep again and your babies are going to sleep again. And I know when you're really young and you have babies, it can feel overwhelming and you sometimes can feel like you, you lose yourself a little bit and the world just keeps moving on without you and everyone's doing incredible things. But this season that you are in where you are just building your little children's lives, it's actually beautiful and you don't wanna rush it. It is your ministry and none of it is wasted and everything is gonna be waiting for you on the other side. And I would just say, whatever you're doing, um, whenever we do anything unto the Lord, it becomes our worship. So you, with your babies up at night, taking care of them, tired the next day, that is actually beautiful and it is your worship. So be encouraged. We see you and we notice you and so does God. And that's the main thing. Okay, I am gonna give Krishan a call in a second. I'm just watching my time here. How's everybody doing? Are you all here still? It's so hard to not read. I just see all your names and I just wanna read the chat, but. I'm going to stay 
the path like that. Bobby, I'm going to stay the path and we're going to call Krishan in a minute. And if, if we have people um, that are joining us today that don't know Krishan, which most of us, we do, and we know and love Krishan. And he is married to the beautiful Danny J. Ratnam, who you would have seen on Sisterhood probably many times. And they're our Hillsong Perth pastors, and they are the state oversights for um, WA and Bali. But these guys are just an incredible couple. Um, Krishan was at the Hills campus for many years and then at the city campus. And now they're there in Perth. He is a pastor. He is a husband. He's a father of four girls. So just that, I would like to listen to him talk for an hour because he's outnumbered. I only have two girls and I'm like, someone help me. Um, they are very, very loved by our church. And Krishan is super creative. And we chatted a bit this week and he has kind of been on the same path and trying to think about things that he could change up in his lives. Look, I'm gonna try to multitask while we call Krishan. Nope, I just did the wrong thing. Here we go. Krishan. Krishan. He's gonna be here any second. I think it's early. He's in Perth. Early, early. <gasps> Yay! Well, How are you? Good, you nailed that. Oh, I did it. I know it's really simple, but we were saying yesterday, it's not like the thing that you can practice, even though my husband practiced last night. You can't practice. You're just like, I hope I know how to do this, but it's pretty simple. I love simple that your husband it. practiced. <laughs> He's the best. I know. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. We are yeah. pumped that you're with us. It's fun to have you here. Everybody was excited when they heard that you were joining us. Your beard has got a lot of traction. It has got a lot of traction. I've been working on it during COVID. Yeah, good effort. So I, yeah, I w I'm really nervous though. So if I talk too much, just cut me off. You're not nervous. You're always like surrounded by girls. You've got four girls. Okay, maybe let's start there. What is it like being the father of four little girls? Um, it's the best. If good. I could, if you know, I'd have another girl in a second if Do I it. could. Yeah, we'd go five. But Danny's like, we're just not on the same page with that. So sometimes you've got to agree to disagree. And got ya. Keep Especially up. since she's the one that actually has the baby. That is, that's I, fair. I, I, that's, fair. <laughs> that's fair. Hey, so we were chatting yesterday and you yes. were telling me some, just like some things that you guys as a family and that you personally has, have kind of implemented in this season. Can you talk a little bit about what it's been like for you and what you've been doing? Yeah, it's been it's been huge. Like even coming back, like we've just started um, having church again here in Perth and uh, there's a few restrictions around that, but it's been great to be meeting together again. And so um, it's been weird though, because it feels so weighty, like everything feels yeah. a little bit extra weighty. And um, so moving back into this season, it's been um, huge to think about what are the habits that are in place, exactly what you've been talking about. Um, we've been on that same kind of journey. So really thinking about our habits, because in I've found that in for us in the midst of a really weighty season, uh, whatever our habits are, whatever our go-to has been, um, that's become what we lean into even more. And so right. there's a few things that we've really had to change. So um, for me, you know, being on my phone um, has is a terrible habit. Maybe for some people that's, you know, Insta or Facebook or something else for, for me, that's, you know, the, that's my NFL fantasy league. And <laughs> I'm just constantly checking it. I go to sleep with fantasy football. I wake up and I need to check my fantasy football. I need to stay up late on a Sunday night so that I can put the right things in in case anybody's, you know, declared injured at the last minute or declared they can play. So um, it's easy to become obsessed with all of that stuff, even beyond, you know, just, um, 
a curiosity or just using that, but it really becomes, you know, I go to sleep, you know, some nights you cradle, you cradle your phone and you wake up <laughs> halfway through the night. It's like, it's still there with you. It's like, I don't sleep with my wife anymore. I sleep with my phone. So we are we, uh, all, we had you're to, making everyone feel normal. We're all like, okay, well, yeah. good. So we've been, we've been trialing charging our phones outside of our room at night, which has been, which has been really weird. Um, I don't know if it's been altogether successful because now I just wake up lots of times wondering what time it is and whether it's time <laughs> to get up yet. So we probably need an alarm as well. But the cool thing is it's been like, I go to bed at night, I'm lying there, I'm like, well, what, what am I meant to do now? You know, like, oh, that's it, right, I go to sleep. So that's been amazing um, to try and change up some of those habits like that, like, you know, putting our kids to bed has been a cool habit to reshape. Um, yeah. I think, you know, you get a season like this in, and we just binge watch um, everything. So even with our kids, like they get into shows like MasterChef or MasterChef Junior or Lego Masters or whatever else it is. And, and it's kind of really easy to sit back with the kids and just watch a couple of shows before going to bed. And then, well, maybe instead of bedtime, we can right. just watch another show and then tell them to put themselves to bed. And then we tell them, yeah, if you really want to watch another show, then you've got to put yourselves to bed and... And you'd go through this whole thing, but at the end of it, it was just, you know, we've had to make a decision, you know what, we're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna to cut some of that stuff off early and we're going to do bedtime like we always did. So, um, you know, with, our, with, my, with our, one of our girls in year two and, um, and with her older sisters, we read the Narnia Chronicles, like we'd read Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe with them. So started doing that again. And it, and it was just, it's just amazing, like how much that actually nourishes the soul um, more than just fill you up. You know, I was, I was chatting with a friend of mine the other day and we were talking about bread and, uh, and food and how over the years we've increased the yield and we've increased the pace at which food can be created. So when you look at things like bread, all of a sudden we can, we can get it out really quickly, um, but it has way less nutritional value. Um, right. And so it's, it's filling, it's going to fill us, but it's not going to nourish us. And I think right. some of our habits we've, that we've engaged with, they've, they've filled us. Like you can, I can, I can binge watch something or I can, I can sit on my phone to go to sleep and it'll fill me, but it won't nourish me. And so it's trying to put into place habits that are going to be nourishing. That is so, someone needs to tweet. I don't even have Twitter, but if I did, I would just tweet that. That is actually, <laughs> this is why I wanted to call you. It will fill us, but not nourish us. That's so good. So, cause obviously it's like all of those things, it's not that it's all bad. Like we need to be on our phones and do things. We've got to connect with people. And we need to binge watch TV shows. Like that's important. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Probably I think we might need to binge watch some of them. But what is, I guess, is that the danger then? Like what is the danger of, of that? How do you kind of go, okay, this is too much. Is it just when it just becomes more noise and stuff that is not actually good for you? I think so. And I think sometimes you don't notice how, how, unhelpful something is until you end up in a season where it feels a bit weightier and and to be honest i think there's um a great chance that many of us are going to head into that season even as things re return to more normality even mm -hmm. stepping back into things you used to do all the time but you haven't done for seven or eight months requires a little bit of extra effort but then that comes off the back of covid that comes off the back of you know, wrestling with all kinds of issues that have come up in this season. And so it's, it's got an extra weight to it. And I think a lot of us are going to, you know, potentially find that to be the case. And we've got to be intentional with some of those, 
those habits. That's so good. Um, what you said about your bedtime with your kids, because the reality is, you know, and these are obviously you got a lot of moms on here and sometimes you're just tired. And I think maybe we do what's easy. And so why did you guys change that up? Like, what do you have any thoughts about like, yeah, with kids, what, what is important to be doing? Cause there is that balance where like, sometimes you just need to put your kid in front of the TV and have a moment, but then it can become this crutch where that's just what we do when we could be doing different things. So why did you guys start? What made you start thinking about that kind of stuff in your family? I think, um, I think it's because sometimes the thing that feels like the easier thing to do isn't the thing that energizes you. Um, right. So, you know, so bedtime, if we're doing a really great bedtime, you're talking a good 40 minutes. And, and that requires a real kind of sense of, I'm going to go and do this. But if we've got 40 minutes, like I, I, we can do the line, the witch in the wardrobe. I can read a page. She can read a page. We could, we could nail a whole chapter. Um, then Elliot will pull out another book and she'll read to us from the, the fox, the mole, the horse and whatever else character is in that book. And it's this beautiful kind of kids philosophy book. And we can discuss what these concepts are and talk about them. And, um, and then, you know, Arlen, can, our youngest, can pull out a book and read it to us, which she doesn't do yet, but she reads it to us, which she loves <laughs> and we all think is hilarious. And then we can do highlighters. So for us, like, we used to do highlights, but Arlen pronounced it highlighters. So now we do highlighters. Every time. And it's like, well, what are the best parts? Like, what do we have to be thankful for today? And they've got to be specific. And then, and then we, and then we pray together. And like, that's like, that takes forever to do, but it is hands down. It'll be 50% of the time we do it. It'll be the most beautiful part of my whole day. Right. And, and I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it going into it, but I know that if I do it, it'll, it will enrich, it will nourish. Um, Danny and I, back when we lived in Sydney and had parents that used to help us with babysitting. <laughs> Sorry, mom, if you're watching for taking the grandkids to Perth. Um, you know, back when we were in Sydney, like we had this um, date night that we would do every single Thursday night. So Danny and I would head out and, uh, and it didn't matter like what else was going on. And there were a number of nights we'd feel like, why don't we just stay in tonight? Why don't we just watch a movie tonight instead of going out for dinner because I've got a headache, I've got whatever. Like it just, you feel tired. Yeah. But every time we made a decision, you know, regardless of how we're feeling, we're just going to go on a date. We're going to make ourselves go on a date, you know? Um, and so we'd get out on these date nights and then you get through it. And by the end of it, you're like, this was the most amazing thing. Like imagine if we'd just stayed at home. And, and I think it's like that. Like for me on a Monday after we've done church on Sunday, I've got to get out and exercise or I've got to get out and go to the gym or I've got to get out and go to go for a swim and I, or I've got to get out and do all of those things because I feel like just staying at home and not, not engaging in anything. I feel spent. Um, yeah. But if I do put some investment into those things, the reward is going to be huge. And, I, and, and for us, it's been a bit like that. Yeah. That's so good. That's good. Especially the, oh, you got me with the bedtime. I feel like that's, we're just being really real and practical. I hope no one's shocked by our honesty, <laughs> but like bedtime for me is, I think the thing that I just want to get it done, but um, it can actually be the most precious time in our day. And I think if you had, if it, for me, it's how I head into it, that's going to determine it. But I remember one night I was just rushing bedtime and I was just like because in my head I was like I'm just gonna get him to bed and I'm done and I get a break and I was rushing it 
And then my little boy kept trying to, I just like felt like I needed just to stop and like sit for a little bit at his bed. And then he told me that at church that night, he had made a decision to follow Jesus. And I was like, imagine if I had just been so busy that he just didn't even find the moment to talk to me. And I, yeah, it's so true. We've just got to slow down and even look at all of those things as like, they're all little opportunities with our families and if we let them be. So, okay, I'm taking that on board. Bedtime's going to be different. Yeah. I, think we, I think we forget sometimes that that's the dream, right? Like yeah. that is our dream. Like when we think about what we want life to be like, that's the dream, not, you know, and, and look, we don't nail it every night at all, um, but the dream is spending that time with our kids. I can remember yeah. sitting with a relatively new parent at the beach and we're like, the kids are running around and they're like, oh no, I've got to go chase after the kids again. Like, cause you know, they're a toddler and they're running around, but I don't want them to fall in the water, that kind of thing. And, and I paused and I was like, like, how did we get to this page? Like, this is the dream, right? Like you dream that you can have kids. You can dream that you can be on the beach running around chasing your kids. These are the memories that create life. And it's like we miss it because we're chasing after that next moment or we're already in another place or we just want to kind of lie there. And I don't know. I think it sometimes takes that decision and that investment of energy to live right. the dream that we've always had. Yeah, that's so good. That's so important. Um what about you, just you personally in your own life? Have there been things in the season that you've kind of changed? I saw, I've seen photos of you swimming. What is, <laughs> what's that been like? Did you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm a swimmer. This is what I well, do now. <laughs> I think, I think um, the older I get, like, or the older we all get, I think we're all swimmers. We just don't know it yet. It's just, I'm not, I'm not one. <laughs> it's just beautifully low impact. And, okay. uh, <laughs> maybe I um, am. No, we got, we got to Perth and there were people in our church that were telling me about a swim that happens in Perth and, it's a, and, it, and there's a big culture around some of the open water swimming here. And so there's an island just off the, just off the coast of Perth and it's a 20-kilometer it's kind of ferry ride normally to this island. Um, but there's a swim that happens once a year and so people swim to that island. And I was hearing about this. I'm like, that sounds amazing. Like, wouldn't that be an amazing thing to do one day? And one of the people in our church, Martin, who uh, is just, if you know him, like you give him a sniff of an idea that you were one day interested in ever doing anything in the water. <laughs> and he is just on right. you to make this a reality. So he really um, helped encourage me into that space. And so I started swimming. And um, and yeah, last last year swam with a group of four people to the island like so just kind of tag teamed it over and then this year did a solo crossing which was amazing and took forever yeah wow was that purely like a health thing or like what is it about that that energizes you um i love the ocean so anything on the ocean and i'm there um i love being in the water um uh yeah i i think it's energizing being in the water it is it is exercise for me that's like if you're out in the open air and doing stuff like that's a happy place. Um, swimming is interesting for me because I can't have a phone. I can't have anything in my ears and, I, and I've always got something going on. So to be in a space where you're not able to do anything else, but you've just got to focus in is yeah. uh, is different. And then for me, it's been transformative to think even about my, um, my body in really functional terms, which it, it might sound a bit odd, but you know, um, um, I think 
I think we can get obsessed with, I want to look a certain way. Right. And I found it easy for myself to become obsessed with the idea of this is what I want to look like as opposed to this is what I want to be able to do. Right. Um, and so swimming, like, helped reshape all of that because it's not just, you know, for me, then it wasn't just about getting to the gym and trying to, you know, do the best bench press I could do. It's about I want to, I want to have a... Um, I want to physically be able to achieve something. And so whether that's I want to physically be able to outlast my kids in play or I want to physically be able to head to Rottnest Island, now it, now the now the shape or what I look like, that doesn't that's not the preeminent thing. It's like it's functional. It's how do I how do I get somewhere, how do I achieve something? And right. that's a good shift. Yeah, that's so good. I don't know if you can see the chat, but there are some funny <laughs> someone's like, I'm not a swimmer, I'm a floater. You're my girl. I'm yeah, not I, wish, I wish I started as a floater because I couldn't <laughs> float. That was half the problem. Like my legs would just be kind of like dropping down. And so then you've got to have I, a core and then you've got to work your glutes. And uh, yeah. it's like one thing leads to another. No, I go to the beach to lay on the beach and I go to the beaches with like no waves, much to my kids' dismay. But anyways, I did grow up in America where our beaches like didn't have a lot of waves. Or actually, there was just lakes pretty much. There was nothing going on. So... I admire your swimming and I don't know if I'm going to go there, but I might continue to be a floater, but I love, I love the idea of taking care of our bodies and being healthy and, and all of that. Um, so like you said, um, we will kind of be going, it's like people are all waiting to get back into the, our, our old normal, but I don't know what our new normal is going to look like. And I hope there would be so many things that from this season that we have taken out that have been gold that we're going to apply. Is there like anything that you're like, whenever, cause you guys are gathering, but whenever life is kind of returned to that normal, is there something that you're like, this will not change. This is what I'm taking with me. Yeah. I, um, I've started. Um, okay. So this is only like a couple of weeks old. So I'm still road testing this. Um, but I've started, I've started kneeling um, when I pray oh, because yeah. I grew up and we used to have family prayers for a season and we'd all kneel um, by, by, by the couch or by whatever and we'd all pray and, um, and, you know, my aunt would be there and she would, you know, point out if someone opened their eyes during prayer. And I'd be like, the only way you know if we opened our eyes is yeah, you had your eyes open. We had this whole thing going on. <laughs> Um, but I like we used to kneel and pray, and I remember like um, sitting with this pastor that was older. He was in his seventies, and at the end of our time together, and, and every time I hang out with him, he he's like, "Let's pray together." And then the first time it took me by surprise, he knelt down wow. right beside me, and I'm like, "Well, I've got to kneel down too." And then he just starts praying, and I'm like, "My knees are getting sore. My <laughs> ankle is getting sore." I'm pretty sure I'm starting to cramp. Like it was the most uncomfortable thing. And we get a few minutes in and I'm back sitting on the chair and he's kneeling for like the next 15, 20 minutes as we pray together. And I'm like, how is it that this older generation has a capacity to kneel before wow. God that I don't have? And I realized like nobody kneels anymore. Like I am too, um, I'm too, like aware of how easily I can access the presence of God to kneel. You know, I know that I don't have to kneel. I know that I can lie down in my bed at night and have a prayer meeting while I'm lying down. And those are generally the shortest prayer meetings I ever have. Um, but when I kneel, 
I'm in a posture of submission. I'm in a place of focus. Um, and it's a, it's a kind of physical humbling that's reflecting a spiritual, I think, um, thy will be done. And so I don't know, look, for me, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that into, um, yeah, into this next season. It's been, it's been really beautiful. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping I can keep up that habit. I love that so much. I definitely thought you started to say knitting. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was getting ready. And then when you said kneeling, I was like, oh, that's so beautiful, actually. That is so, I love that. It's the simplest thing, but that is, that's beautiful. That's so cool. I'm going yeah, to, go ahead. It's been a joy. Um, and it's amazed me that, yeah, we just, we don't kneel anymore. Nobody kneels anymore. Yeah. We don't need to. I don't kneel before anything anymore. No. But I want to kneel before God. Oh, oh my gosh. That is beautiful. Um, well, I might get you to pray for the girls. I think, I feel like we could talk about a million different things. And because, you know, sometimes you can, you can hear a conversation like this and be like, okay, now I need to do bedtime better. I need to do this better. I need to do, and you can leave actually feeling like, oh, there's so many things I should be doing better. I'll get you to pray in a minute, but is there anything you would, any just one last thing you would say to the girls so that we actually walk away from this conversation with some healthy things to apply, not feeling like I need to do so many things better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I look, there's every, there's every reason to beat ourselves up about something every day. Um, I'm wired to constantly think about risk and constantly think about what could go wrong. And sometimes I like in my own mindset, I'm just, you know, if I wake up and everything's good, like my mind's going, hang on, I know there's something that terrible that could happen. I know there's something negative that I need yeah. to have in my mind. And it's almost like I get stressed that I'm not worried about something, you know, and right. then I find that thing that I should be worried about. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. Everything's normal again. Um, and I think we've got to like, you know, like you were saying, take control of that mind, like choose what we're going to meditate on. I think gratitude mm -hmm. is phenomenal for that. And, um, and taking the time to write things down that we're grateful for, which Anne Boskamp talks about as well, like just keeping a gratitude journal or, but that process of writing it down, whether it's to put it in a jar or keep it somewhere just allows us to meditate on all of that. So I think it's mm -hmm. moving our mindset away from, condemnation around guilting ourselves around being negative towards ourselves. Like I think in this season, we're going to have a lot, we're going to have to have a lot of grace for ourselves. Yeah. If you find yourself feeling like, man, I should be further ahead. Why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling so down? Hey, it's been a big season. We've had COVID like rack our entire world. Get a grace for yourself. Like just go, you know what? There's probably yeah. every person on the planet for the first time in history feeling this same way. So, just go with grace, like give yourself the grace that you would give other people if they came to you with that same thing. Yeah. Somebody else came to you talking about the stuff that you're talking to yourself about and right. you would be like, oh, no worries. You know what? God's with you. Don't be so down on yourself. You're amazing. But when we talk to ourselves about that same issue, we're like, why would you do that? You're so right. ridiculous. You know, we get down on ourselves. I'm like, man, yeah, someone once told me, like, if you wouldn't speak to a child who's coming to you with an issue like that, if you wouldn't talk to a child like that, um, why would you speak to yourself like that? Because yeah, you true. wouldn't talk to a child like that because you know it's not going to help them move forward. So yeah. don't speak to yourself like that. You know it's not going to help you. Like, yeah. just approach it with grace and, 
you know, I think that can matter a lot. Yeah, I love that. Keeping it simple, turning the noise down, taking steps toward Jesus. I love it. This has been so good. Um, can you pray for the girls? Can you pray for us? I'd love to. It's been an honor to be on here with you and super fun. <laughs> and thank you, Bobby, for having us. We're praying for you and Pastor Brian, especially in this season, and believing God to continue to give you wisdom and strength as you navigate our church forward, which has been just stunning to see. And so, yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for all that you are speaking to us about individually and the way that you knit our hearts together in these kinds of conversations. And Lord, we pray that we would sense and know your presence in this time. We pray that there would be habits and practices that would start to form in our life that would propel us towards a deeper relationship with you, towards feeling your love for us, towards knowing that every day, towards walking in the reality of your spirit beside us, your comfort alongside us, your strengthening, your grace. Lord, we pray that we would know how loved we are, that we would sense, that we would feel, that we wouldn't just debate it in our heads, but there would be an experience of your love. And we pray that in this season, there might be some things that we develop that will hold us true, that would hold us to the path for the decades to come, Father. We thank you that you are with us. We thank you that you love us. May this day be full of your light. May this day be full of your life. May this day be full of joy. May this day we be encouraged. May this day we lay a hold of hope again where we've laid it to one side. And Lord, we pray for our leaders. We pray for Brian and Bobby that you continue to strengthen and equip them, give them wisdom, give them energy for all that is ahead for us as a church. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray as a church, we'd have our eyes open on the harvest. We'd have our eyes open on the opportunity. We'd have our eyes open in this season of all seasons that you have called us to the kingdom for such a time as this and that we use and work with all the power that you give us to see your kingdom continue to move forward in every sphere in which we have opportunity. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Let it be. Hey, you are the best. Thanks for being with us. You are the best. I probably weren't looking at the chat, but they've, everybody's been loving what you shared. So thank you for being with us. And girls, thank you for being with all of us. Thank you, Bobby. And let's all be in church on Sunday ready because God is still doing good things. And there's plenty to celebrate and be grateful for. So have a wonderful day, girls. And thanks for being with us. And we'll see you on the weekend and then next week. See ya. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.